0: All right, once again, good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm Zach Payne, the corruption detector. And joining me once again, my good friend, Bob Kudla from Trade Genius Academy. Bob, how you doing? You look look like you got some sun.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I look like a Christmas tree. I just <laughs> got back to Florida, you know, and uh, so, no, I'm not moving there. But um, we had a chance to spend some time in uh, Marco Island and, and Miami, and it was uh Really enjoyable. I can see why people like living
0: down there. Mar- Marco Island, that's Shell Beach, right? Lisa talks about that place all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's, you can, right on the shore, you can uh, pick up shells. And then there's islands on either side of Marco Island that are uninhabited. You can get a boat. You can actually kayak to some of them. Oh, yeah. And come up on the shore and, uh, and just pick up shells to your. To your heart's content, you know you actually have to wear shoes on the beach because um, there's so many broken shells. Uh, I don't. Th- I think you, you're familiar that with kind of the area you live too. That uh, this isn't like this isn't the fluffy champagne sand that you're used to uh, on the East Coast of California. It's it's very very. Very, very rough with all the shells.
0: So we've got a lot to talk about. We just had uh, kind of a super Tuesday yesterday, a bunch of elections. Uh, we had some wins and some losses, the situation with Elon Musk and Twitter. And, of course, we got to talk about the stock market. So before we get into all that, tell everybody one more time who Trade Genius is and what you guys do.
1: Yeah, so Trade Genius, we created a couple, we think, very effective algorithms that help you, you know, find – trades that are have high likelihood of success for profit. So you know if you think of it this way, you know, for the mnemonic is that basically PLM. So we have a database of probabilities. So we know like what days of the week are better to trade than any other kind of days of the week, what times of the days if you're a day trader, things of that nature. So you, you always kind of want to be on the right side. And then we look at levels. So we have this, uh, an algorithm called the range trader that tells you whether you should be buying dips or selling the rips. And then we have momentum indicators. We call the heat and the ribbon that basically tell you what's the best place to set up. If you have a buy to dip kind of a trade. So those are the things that we do. And, you know, it gives us about a 65% win rate, two out of three. And for people, you know, if you, if you're a baseball fan, you know, that's really, really good and um and so that's really high win rate for us and then you know we average what's called a positive profit factor which means that our expectation into a trade is that it will make profit based on historically how our algorithms have performed so you know we can help you make money in any market and just for people that are scared about the market now there's always a bull market somewhere in the market. And we'll touch upon that when we get to the stock market. And so what we've done is, for for our subscribers, we've created a number of different um, um, services that you can buy that if you you get something that's bundled, 65% off, you can trade stocks, you can trade crypto, you can trade anything that's um, uh, uh, day trading, you can join our VIP room. That's the very best value you can get. Is you can join our V.P. room and you can actually talk to me all day as well. And so um, by Saturday, and I don't even know the date anymore because I literally just got in at yeah. two in the morning. Uh, Today <laughs> is
0: the eighteenth.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, then the prices go back to normal. Anything not bundled, you can just use a uh, uh, you know promo code forty percent off. You can use promo code summer, and you're uh, you're good to go memorial promo code memorial just <laughs> so people know I handle the trading side of the business my partner handles all the uh, all the marketing side so <laughs> right on right on
0: well either way uh, the information is always in the description below you can go there to check out tradegeniusacademy.com once again I appreciate you being here I think we should probably segue directly into the stock market because uh, things have been on a tear, just a downward slope. We've got uh, places like Target slashing their earnings. I'm sure it's due to things like increased fuel prices, uh, increased prices of all of the goods. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're not raising prices uh, to meet those price increases or uh, if people are just not buying because things are a lot more expensive. How how can yeah. you make money in this market, Bob? I mean, it seems like nobody's doing well when it comes to these corporations. Yeah,
1: well, the well, let's talk Target and Walmart for a second. The answer is yes with all the things that you prescribe. Okay. So, so they're they're pricing interesting because you 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 think supermarkets would do well, uh, but Walmart and Target are more than supermarkets. They're retail establishment and food. And so, what's happening to them is that you know we got a supply chain crisis coming out of China, so prices are high there. Okay, people are broke, so people aren't buying. And both those guys, Target, what I would call the bottom. of the maybe even the bottom 75% of the, of the economic um, environment. So those people aren't buying anything because they simply can't. And then you just got uh, prices of food and fuel and look, Walmart's paying their truck drivers a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, so um, that and combined with fuel, it just, it's, it's it's a tough environment. Look, neither one of those companies lost money. Okay. They just didn't, um, uh, they just their expectations got blown completely out. So that, that that's a problem. Now, where you can make money in this market is it's it's simply just being in energy stocks. Um, the the Federal Reserve is they're on a mission to destroy demand, but they got a problem. I don't know if Jerome Powell ever took an economics course, but they have. Um, they're trying to destroy demand on things that people have to have. it's it's price insensitive it's it's basically demand insensitive to price. Look, if you got to go to work, you're paying whatever you have to pay to go to work, right? For fuel. You know for eating, you have to pay whatever to eat. So what happens is that you get substitution, right? If I got to put all my money into, you know, food and fuel, I'm not buying, I'm not going to Massage Envy, right? Or or I'm not going on vacation, or I'm not doing this or doing that. We talked about this before, we're we're stuck into the four horsemen of the economic apocalypse, right? Food, fuel, medical, and rent. And none of those are abating. You know, this thing about raising mortgage rates, you think they're gonna screw BlackRock? Absolutely not. They, they they, they, They have investors giving them cash. These are all equity deals. And so now we just wiped out all their competition. You think they're going to lower rent anytime soon? They're going to raise rents until people start screaming uncle and making the politicians come in and force rent abatements and, you know, rent relief and all this other stuff. So, and then medical is demographic. It doesn't matter. You know, if you have enough people needing the services, are you going to lower your prices? Absolutely not. So, you know, where you want to make money in the market right now is energy uh, you know uh, uh, right now all the uh, drillers are doing well. Uh, natural gas is killing it right now and, and but my biggest position is uranium and uranium took a pretty good hit it went down 25 percent but I don't care because I bought it I bought it in, in in the low teens and my view is that you know like CCj and quad view are, are going to double and triple from here because the price of uranium hasn't fallen. And so you have a situation now where you start looking for divergences in, in, in stocks. Everything got sold in April, as you know. I mean, they just dumped everything because, you know, when, you're, when you have a margin call, even if you have stuff you like, you have to sell to pay the margin call. Well, this next down move we're going to get, we're going to probably get a look. Today, the market's down. Yesterday, the market was up huge. So we're going to still probably get a little bit of a relief rally here. But this next move down is going to be low and slow. So, the numbers that your your listeners want to listen to is that this bear market is going to go into probably the fall of next year. So, if you're sitting on a bunch of cash, and you're not a trader, don't jump in the market. Okay. If you're, um, and, and you want to, the market's probably going to go down to right now, SPY is around 4,000. Uh, I mean, ES is 4,000, SPY 400. It's going to go down to third 320 or 3,200 on ES. So, we're going to drop at least another 20 to 30% from here, but it's going to be over 18 months, Zach. And so, yeah, so what we're telling our listeners is that we're trading, so we're in and out of opportunities. So commodities still to play until Fed turns puts us into a depression, which that's what's going to happen. They'll drive us, in. it's going to break. And you got, you know, Mr. Magoo out there supporting whatever the Fed is saying, oh, this is the right thing to do. Well, he hasn't realized that the only way you cure inflation is by creating high unemployment. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're older than 30 years old, you know about Nehru, right? The natural price of inflation to unemployment. Well, we're there. Okay. And and, and they're trying to break the employment market to be able to kill inflation. Well, it's not going to happen because as you know, there's no workers left, you know, (laughs) people my age are retiring and and people your age are like, you know what? I'm only taking a job I want. And really interesting phenomenon. Of, just let me ramble for a second. This is not just an American philosophy uh, phenomenon. In China, I learned uh, talking to doing another interview with somebody else. This thing called the life flat. Oh yes. In- I'm familiar. You know, I had no idea. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, China, where, you know, you get shot for, you know, for turning your head the wrong way, people are like saying, screw it. I can't ever afford a house. I can't afford anything. I'm not working six days a week, 60 hours a day. So they're opting out. So in, in a way, this is kind of good because it's going to take the young to break this stranglehold that the, the central bankers and elites have imposed upon the population. So, so we may be dealing with this for a couple of years. But you can make money in this market. So if you're interested, you know, we can kind of show you how. Look, I'm not promising people Lamborghinis, okay? But I'm telling you that you can you can work your way through this, and and you'll be just fine. Crypto, if you're not going to ask me, is pretty much just hold Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> well, I was definitely going to ask you about crypto. I mean, you were talking about timing in the market, and I've noticed that the best time to buy the dips in crypto is generally around 3 a.m. That's when prices hit their lowest, and then they just crawl back up as people start getting back into the market. But we just had a massive crypto crash. You know, I think that a lot of these coins are going to recover because that's what they've done historically. But something I don't think is going to recover is Luna and Terra. There was billions of dollars just completely wiped out of that one of these algorithmic stable coins, which in theory is not supposed to go below a certain price point. Uh, but it totally did and uh, tara and luna are essentially worthless at this point i mean what do you think about tara and luna
1: yeah no i agree with you and actually you know obviously some really smart people realized that the algorithm they created wasn't stable mm-hmm. and they pressed their bet well the reason why bitcoin went down is because the guy had to dump all their bitcoin down to try to keep uh the peg and uh, not unlike what happens to hong kong trying to peg with the dollar you know you know how george soros got really really rich he bike. destroyed stablecoin coin pegs on the Forex. So yep. somebody figured out how to destroy the pegs on these, um, on these tethers and, um, and they're gone. So, you know, I never really understood them or trusted when they were offering so much in terms of um, uh, the, like the dividends or they're paying or the 20%.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, that's a red flag. That's, that's, uh, you know, you're just like buying a company that's desperate for, for deposits. And so I stared clear. I'm a Bitcoin guy. I'll trade Solana, you know, I'll trade some stuff in and out, but but that's kind of my extent of it. But now that this pressure is coming off, once pressure comes off this tether, uh, which will be soon enough, I think you'll see Bitcoin rise back up again. And you know, the halving cycle starts again in the fall. Now, just so I don't scare the children here, you know, there's a CME gap down at twenty three to twenty five thousand dollars that may come down too, okay? And thing that people want to watch, you know, my partner points this out to our subscribers. He's the guy that trades crypto all the time. On the weekend, there's always kind of an anomaly between um, what the CME price and the weekend action. And the price tends to kind of come back to that. So if you ever see an opportunity where you get a dip into the weekend against the CME closing price on Bitcoin, you could trade that and make maybe one, two, three percent. Just remember, guys, you're in this business not to be right. You're in this business to make money, and I don't care if Bitcoin never gets above thirty thousand. But if it trades between twenty three and thirty five the rest of my life, I could still end up being rich. And I think people need to kind of understand that is that you look for these edges. They're called alphas. And until the marketplace decides that we're going to get rid of that that edge, you trade that edge. And, you know, you, you kind of have your HODL stack if you want on Bitcoin, but you need to have a trading stack so that you can constantly be pushing your the price of your of your Bitcoin down towards zero, and then you don't care. And I did the same thing with CCJ. I don't really care what CCJ does because I could sell options against it every week, which I do. And over a two-year period of time, I bring the cost of my CCJ position down close to zero, because I get to sell uh, options against my position, which in essence is driving your cost down. So just like the same difference that people own a rental property and use the renter to pay their mortgage, you use, you use these edges to drive your price down so that you can be what's called just a strong hand holder of positions, and then you don't care. Look, if you're 40 or under, then you really don't care what Bitcoin does or what no stock market does. If you're 50 or older, you need to be a little bit more nimble and a little less aggressive. And if you're over 60, then, you know, you, you need to be looking more like a dividend-paying stocks, which there are a ton of them. I just showed some uh, people in our room this week. There's a dividend-paying nitrogen company. Well, fertilizers are at deficit. They're paying 15% dividend, and they doubled in price. So you, you look for those kind of opportunities and and you know, depending on where you are in the situation, but if you're young, you just keep stacking. Bitcoin's not going anywhere. I you know, I can't speak to the rest of the universe. People are far smarter than me. And if Phil was on there, he would tell you which, which altcoins are really good. So you have to join a room if you want to get all that detail. But all I know is that Bitcoin and gold are are basically they're they're the 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 antidotes to politicians and banking. And, and And they're doing everything they can to keep those two things at bay because once people start really diving into those those assets, they're getting out of the assets which those guys have been basically leeches on. You can't leech things with no liability you know like gold and like bitcoin because they they, they you know they can't figure it out and you don't want to be derivatives on bitcoin and be wrong because you can get blown up pretty fast that way too so.
0: All right. Well, I I wanted to ask you uh, as well about uh, the Twitter situation. I'm sure you've been following this. I mean, although you're on vacation, but one of the biggest, um, you know, I guess, newsworthy items that's come out of this in recent weeks. I mean, besides the Project Veritas reports from the last uh, 48 hours, Elon Musk uh, putting it out there on Twitter that uh, there's a distinct possibility that the bot users on Twitter could be over 20%. And I've seen estimates as high as 90% of daily active users might be completely bots. Now, we know a lot of accounts have been deleted since Elon Musk made his bid for the company. But this, in my mind, I mean, this presents a real problem for Twitter. I mean, this could jeopardize the deal if they're telling Elon Musk and the SEC that bots are not over 5%, but it turns out that it's a much larger percentage. Well, I mean, that that means that they lied to the SEC. That means they lied to their shareholders. That means uh, the value of Twitter is, uh, you know, much higher than it actually should be. And I would think advertisers would have a real problem with that, too.
1: Yeah, you know, Elon Musk is a cat and he has a ball of yarn called Twitter right now. And so, you know, he, he, he's a smart guy. And if Twitter thinks they can enforce this thing, enforce a purchase based on fraudulent conveyance, uh, you know, good luck to the lawyers that think that they have a case. No, he's really smart. Look, he, look, he going into this, he, he had this plan. And so right now what he's doing is, is um, he's destroying Twitter before he gets it. And he will buy this company at a far lower price. And you know what? They can't make him buy the company. Okay. And there's people say, well, he waived due diligence. You don't waive anything. There's no law that says he has to buy that thing. He said he had the breakup value. If he walks away, he can pay him a billion dollars, which he may be happy to do. You sacrifice a billion dollars and then buy it for 20 billion less. Right. Here's the other thing that nobody's talking about. He wants partners to come in on this thing because he's, he's the one to control the whole nut. Well, you get big, you got Twitter that dropped down to 30 bucks. Well, maybe his friend Larry Ellison went ahead and bought 5% at $30. And now he has all these people now with him that he could just offload. You know, I don't have to buy 100% of the company. Larry Ellison said, I'm making this up. So kids, okay, I'm saying guys kind of like Larry Ellison, the people have this kind of cash may just say, yeah, you know, Hey, we'll stay with Elon on this thing. So instead of Elon having to come up with 44 billion if he goes to the project, you know, he's putting 20 billion up. You know, but he can walk away at any time. You you do not, you are not, it's not like a real estate deal. It's like you trying to buy real estate and, and, you know, you don't want the property so that you start picking at, at the, at the home warranty, uh, whatever the, when the guy comes, check out the property and well, Oh my gosh, you know, the paint's peeling. I'm out. You know what I mean? You know, you can pick and choose anything Well, I'm going to make you pay for that new paint job. Well, I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm not going to move forward with it. Same thing here. He, he already has them trapped. He said they can't even tell you there's how many bots. Right. But they're absolutely right, though, because this is advertised based and the company has been overcharging advertisers based on how many eyeballs are out there. I was always shocked. I never I, I never see ads on Twitter because I, I, I block them. I don't know how Twitter makes money.
0: Well, they don't. You know? I mean, that, that's the thing. That's one of the things that came out from this Project Veritas report. Uh, and uh, two Twitter executives in two days, and the one from last night said that Twitter – prioritizes ideology over profits and uh you know for somebody in his position to be admitting that i mean it's what we all expected you know but he says we are not profitable because we focus on this uh, ideological uh you know bent that we have uh, of, of suppressing free speech and stopping certain conversations from getting out there and he even made fun of elon musk for being uh, you know ha- having asperger's he said he was special needs i If I was Elon Musk, I would be, uh, you know, a a little bit livid.
1: Yeah, that guy is going to have a career change coming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, what what about legal ramifications? Um, Has Twitter been opened up if they're exposed for uh, knowingly, uh, I I guess, you know, suppressing the number of bots that they publicly report, whether it's to the shareholders or or to the SEC, are, are they opening themselves up to any legal challenges?
1: Okay, in, in a in a normal world, the SEC would be filing a Wells notice against them to go in there and and do an investigation, and the big advertisers would be in there demanding rebates. Mm-hmm. Okay, since all the CEOs are woke, okay, and the SEC is captured, you know, probably not much is going to happen there, and um, and so it's going to it's going to take Elon Musk to force the SEC and to force. Uh, a legal challenge against him walking away. And then he has discovery. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting. And, and he's getting what he wants. He's destroying a company that that hates him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he's, doing it, he's doing it in the most legal way possible. And at the same time, you know, we're in a no-lose situation. If he buys Twitter, he changes Twitter. If he doesn't buy Twitter, we all go to DWAC. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: so yeah.
1: it doesn't matter to are, me.
0: Are, are you on Truth Social yet?
1: I'm not on it. I own it though, uh, you know <laughs> and it's in my IRA, so I really don't care what it does, because it'll probably be hundreds of dollars more in price when this is done. Now I mean, you know, Zach, I, I kind of I'm so busy right now I don't have a chance to even get anywhere else right now. so I'm waiting for it. I guess the web app just came out. Yes, it so did. I'm waiting for it to kind of stabilize. I mean, they had a million people on the waiting list, you know, I'll just wait till I can just hop on. And then I'll
0: I'll get engaged. I'm pretty sure now that the web app is open, there's no more waiting because I've been getting tons of follows over the last couple of days. And um, from what I understand, you can just go there, you can make your account now and, and you're good to go. It's um, with uh, you know, a couple of key features opened up with uh, with the web app. Like you can do retweets and I think you can comment on um, uh, on, on people's things uh, as well. So it's it's great. You know, I mean, it, it, there's been a, a lot of people there that I've seen over the last couple of days that I haven't seen for a very long time. It just it kind of feels like the glory days of Twitter and left wing trolls are even starting to show up now, <laughs> now that it's opened up. So the conversation is happening.
1: Again, and speaking of the conversation, how about the 180 pivot Jeff Bezos? Yeah, here's what I think about it is the billionaires have just figured out that the leftists want to kill them, too.
0: <laughs> OK, I think that's rather astute. You're probably right. They are going to be at the top of the list once they destroy everybody on the bottom, because uh, at a certain point uh, they're they're not going to be able to hide behind their uh, their I don't know, their golden fences anymore. If we have unrest in cities, uh, then I mean, it's only a matter of time before they head up to the hills to, to Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos's homes.
1: Yeah, and so I think, um, you know, Jeff Bezos, you know, he's an interesting cat. You now, if we set politics aside for a second on all these people, yeah. is that what he's done is nothing short of astounding. And what Elon Musk has done has been nothing short of astounding. Those people actually created value that we use, okay? And, and where some of these other guys, you know, they, they have not. And so I'm not a fan of Bezos because he's, he's way too left wing for me. Uh, Elon Musk, he's interesting to me Although he's left the center I just like the things that he likes to build And I don't care if he's a bit of a uh, uh, A leech On the society you know. But at least he's building things that actually benefit society I mean, people like the Tesla car People like the fact that he created SpaceX People like the fact that he created a boring company You know, Bezos I use Amazon all the time I'm, 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 I'm addicted, I have no choice They, they have me you know, so I think it was fascinating that I think Bezos woke up. And he's smart guy. He's a head of the curve kind of guy. And I think he realizes, OMG, uh, I'm not dealing with a – I would call him, a, a you know, progressive. And I think what's interesting is the – what you would consider um, left-wing as, in my youth, uh, the progressive co-opted those people, people that – you know, where the free love people of the 60s, the progressives co-opted them. Now the leftists are co-opting the progressives. And these leftists are the people that would literally come in your home and shoot you because you don't you don't say the right thing. Right. And I think Bezos is probably figuring that out. And now things are starting to matter to people. I think Bezos is sitting there going, hey, people can't buy my stuff. Mm-hmm. if They can't eat and drive cars. I got to get in front of this thing. And I think that's what's happening. And I think same with Musk. Musk is like, oh, my God, you got he's Biden is driving us right off the rails. He whoever the puppet masters are in Europe basically have him on a marionette right now. And uh, and I think now people are waking up here.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. A lot of times people will just go purchase on Amazon because it's convenient uh, Amazon will, you know, algorithmically suggest things that people might want to buy and then people are, oh, you know, it's it'll be here in two days and it's cheaper than I could get it if I had to drive to the store. And that's something that people are going to stop doing if they don't have the the discretionary income to do it anymore. Making that choice between, you know, eating this week or getting the latest gadget or whatever it might be off of Amazon, I think people are going to choose to eat. All right. So uh, finally, uh, we had a, a bit of a, a Super Tuesday yesterday. We had primaries in five states and a runoff election in Texas. And um, I know that uh, you, uh, uh, you, you I only just recently told you about this. But one of the races was Madison Cawthorn. Unfortunately, he lost his primary bid. He was a freshman uh, congressman, and he recently came out and said that there were cocaine-fueled orgies happening in Republican circles. Oh, yeah, and Elon Musk also announced that he's going to be voting Republican from now on. So he's been pushed to the right. Uh, But, uh, you know, I I think that this was a, a real commentary on why more people don't speak up. You know, Madison Cawthorn said this a matter of weeks ago, and here we are. The election happened, and they were able to push him out. He was wildly popular. And uh, and we've had a, a number of uh, other candidates that seem to be very popular with the American people. Kathy Barnett in Pennsylvania, but uh, Dr. Oz won. Clearly, he had the endorsement. He also has the name recognition and the celebrity. Uh, but it just got me thinking, uh, is it possible for us to get the candidates that we need into office? I mean, we've done a pretty good job, but the people that I believe are saying the things that Americans want to hear, Kathy Barnett and Madison Cawthorn, uh, they got shoved out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and the problem is, is that you know, until these people, the people that we like, start controlling the RNC levers, you know, it's it's going to be an uphill uphill battle. You know, and um, you know, there's a reason why in Islam they they have that saying: it's legal for you to act not act like a Muslim because. You know, sometimes you kind of have to hide your true character, you know, if you want to advance an ag- agenda. And, and, you know, a lot of these guys are true believers. And, and uh, Kathy Burnett bothered me more. I didn't know about Cawthorn too much because I'm on the West Coast. He's a North Carolina guy. But the Dr. Oz thing really bothers me. And it bothers me mostly because look who endorsed him. The guy that everybody's in love with, right? Yeah,
0: General so, Flynn, Mastriano, you know. yeah, Trump? Yeah, Well, tr- Trump, Trump endorsed Oz. Yeah, so I'm saying Oz. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying, and you know, so I
1: I don't understand that, and uh, and so you know, right, Kathy. Bar- if Trump endorsed her, Kathy Barnett would have won, and we you know group. the thing. Was, the thing was, well, she's not electable. Well, I don't know, you know, I don't know if Doctor Oz is electable, right? So they're going with the safe choices instead of the right choices, I think. And uh, and look, you know, when you accuse people of of being druggies and perverts you know you know that the arrows are going to come flying at you and so uh, he might have thought his timing was good mm-hmm. but even if he got reelected you know they would basically box him out he'd be sitting in a windowless room
0: you, you know still, what I mean? you still got to work with those people every day you know
1: yeah but you got to be really careful what they say if you're going to kill the king you better not miss yeah,
0: that's right that's right yeah
1: and he, and he missed so but i understand that we in general The Republicans did really well. You know, like I said, you had to meet a disadvantage because literally I was uh, uh, my ties were on the election this week for me. And uh, uh, but I understand the school boards, we've been sweeping everywhere. So that's that's very important for for me long term. Look, the conservative movement needs to own the local politics because that's where your future leaders come from. And Steve Bannon has much said that. He goes, you got to win locally. And that's why the Democrats are freaking out, because that's been their plan. You know, if you're a Democrat activist, the minute you're like 17 or 18 years old, they're already slotting you. Mm-hmm. Get your poli side degree. We're going to get you in the school board. We're going to get you on this water commission. We're going to get you on this or that. And then all of a sudden, now you're out there, and you're boxing out everybody else. So Republicans need to – when I say Republicans, I'm talking conservative Republicans need to uh, – We need to start doing the same thing. So we're basically the pool of talent that's out there. We're the ones with the name recognition. And so for people to push up higher.
0: Exactly. And I think that's what we've been doing. I've been hearing from a lot of different people, school boards, county commissions, you know, all kinds of things at the local level. And. I haven't seen you since this happened, but my buddy J.R. won the primary in Ohio, in Ohio's ninth district. And so now he's going to be running against Marcy Kaptur in November. And it's a Republican majority district now because they redrew the lines. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, I think he's going to be going to Washington. Also, I had a friend who has been a past guest on the show, Mark Kavaner. He was running in Oregon's second district. And it appears that he's going to be winning, too. So two former guests, two friends, uh, are both going to end up in Washington, D.C. come 2023. I'm pretty stoked about it, and I think it's a a monumental thing that we've been able to do. Uh, And it might take a couple of years, but as long as we can fill in those gaps on the local level so that we've got that talent pool to push up to the top, then I think we're going to be in a much better position.
1: Yeah, and I think, look, the next election, people that would hold their nose... You know, we'll we'll hold our nose about Republican this time. And sometimes they, I think they're taking the nose plugs out like Elon Musk. He's like saying, Whoa, this Democratic Party doesn't represent me at all anymore. So I have to go with the other choice or we're dead. I think a lot of people are gonna be making that decision. Down in Florida, I don't think I I don't think I ran into one single person. I mean I mean and people would just come up and tell me I'm from California. Oh my condolences, Bob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I live in a red state. I live in a red state, you know, and uh, but you know what the fires you heard about the fire, right? That's literally right down right out there. My backyard faces the hill that burned. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, were you, so you
0: were you were gone when it happened?
1: Oh, uh, my daughter said I'm not to take vacation ever again. <laughs> it was freaky. It was like a wall of red. And I mean, it wasn't that close. You know, don't worry about that. I mean, you literally have like 500 houses between me and there and it's like a valley and it's up the other side so but yeah if we were home we we gonna sit there and we're gonna watch the fire and um that's
0: crazy so fun. I, I would yep. not want to have to be in that position i mean obviously california's had it hard for the last couple of years but i mean that that yep. was on purpose in my opinion they, they chose not to uh to clean up that brush they closed not to do the forest management and you see what happens. Uh, do they know how these fires started? Was was it started by a person?
1: No, it was. Um, uh, SC, uh Southern California Edison all but admitted to it. They use engineering words, but they said they had a circuit anomaly. Mm. Um, right there's a water treatment facility at the bottom of that valley, and so it sparked there. The problem they have is that that's a wilderness area. It's called a wilderness canyon. So they have they, they have um, limited um, Uh, brush removal. But they did, we walked the trail behind those houses all the time. They did have that thing cut down about 100 yards, 200 yards below the thing. It's just that that thing came up so fast that it blew enough embers into the homes. And the home that burned first burned all the other homes. The fire was out. The fire that caused the home burning basically ran out of fuel as the first house was burning. It just by the time the firefighters get their arms around it, 19 of their homes burnt. So, and these <laughs> are home, these this is 250 million dollars in damage up there. Wow. So these man. are these are really really nice houses, which is ironic. You know, the really nice house and next to it's a condo complex where my wife actually has some clients that live up there. They obviously they evacuated, but nothing up. And then as you go down the hill towards my house, the homes get progressively less expensive, but I live on the other hill on the other side of the canyon, so um, yeah, it was kind of wild. And then the Laguna Wood shooting, Chinese communist uh, guy killed, shot a Taiwanese doctor because he hates Taiwanese. You know, you didn't get that. I I noticed Biden's not coming out to visit that person. No, he's not. uh,
0: Narrative, you know? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you looked into the the Buffalo shooting too much, but uh, that kid... He, oh, you know, he identified as, uh, you know, some type of uh, like a uh, left wing authoritarian, uh, he said, uh, uh, gr- like Nazi green or something like that. And uh, I thought it was a little strange that that he was supposed to be a right wing extremist who was concerned with the extinction of the white race. And the first thing that he did when he got out of the car was shoot a white woman in the head. Um, you know, it, it and there, it, the manifestos, uh, his manifesto seemed to be like just a rewrite of the Christchurch shooters manifesto. Did you also see that he wrote 14 on his gun, just like the Christchurch shooter did the exact same way? Well, uh, there have been a number of these mass shooters in the last couple of years who all seem to have like the exact same pattern of behavior. Yeah, they not saying climate it's mind change. control, but
1: <laughs> yeah, climate change, depopulation. uh thing yeah and he also he also wore the azoff Battalion logo too <laughs> so the guy was a mixed bag nut bag and, and yeah I, I always think mel gibson on these things you know and you know people say oh it's not true do you know you guys know that they actually have been experimenting in in grocery stores um legitimate experiments not like hidden oh, who knows anymore but where they actually they could send. um Uh, information that can influence your purchase decisions so you know they can get in there and look Elon musk is doing his thing where you know you're you're subjected to um uh electromagnetic uh uh distortion so yeah i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure the intelligence communities around the world are knee-deep in understanding of this stuff and and you can find people who are pliable enough to uh to drive in certain directions.
0: Absolutely. Well, well, Bob, we are way over time on this buddy, oh, but well, uh, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> tell everybody where to find you once more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty soon in a cave in North Dakota, but, uh, <laughs> but we, yeah, go to trade genius, uh, trade like a Genius.com or trade genius, Academy.com. Come check us out. What we charge for the service is nothing. What you get out of it will absolutely help you navigate through this environment. And uh, we'll at least put you on the right side of the trades. And look, it's more important than ever now to have a potential uh, second sources of income. And we'll help you work your way through it. Thanks for letting me plug it, Zach.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for being here, Bob. Everybody at home, good luck and God bless. We'll see you tonight.